0: Thank you. I'm Jim Swan and I'm Linda Smith. And today on Ask BBB it's real estate. Questions to ask as you prepare to sell and things to keep in mind when arranging for a home inspector. Plus, BBB password is coming password day is coming up. We'll explore why such a day has been declared and why you should participate. Well, our first guest as we talk real estate this morning is Remax Advantage Gary Robinson, who is broker of record there at Remax uh, Advantage, and we welcome you to the show. Uh, Gary, good morning. Good morning. Good to have you here. Gary, why should we consider having an agent?
1: From our perspective,
0: it's it's a
1: must for just about everybody I know. uh, The piece of real estate that they live in is the most valuable part of their estate. And considering uh, the average price in London being $300,000, uh, a minor percentage mistake on that, whether you're buying or selling, would be a huge amount of money. And if you did buy and bought incorrectly and had to sell again, that's a huge cost to sell. It's an expensive element to trade in.
0: We get the impression that uh, things sell quickly and if we do some investigation on the, the internet, we get the impression it might be a, a fairly simple task. What's your, your impression of that?
1: Well, right now we have a very uh, active real estate market. Uh, There's a large portion of our markets driven by immigration, a large portion of migration from Toronto. And there's people coming to our neighborhood that practice a little differently than we're used to. They're aggressive. And uh, if they're buyers – Uh, and we don't know why they're buying, who they're coming from. This morning there's been two calls to me from Toronto agents wanting to offer on properties here and they haven't seen the properties here. It's a dangerous market at the moment.
0: Hmm. So if we are going to sell and we are going to look for an agent, what are some of the questions that we should ask uh, to determine if this is the agent that will work with us? How do we look for an agent? Well, if you didn't come by an agent
1: uh, by personal referral from someone that's already used that agent and you're starting out on your own, you have a house, you've been in it for a long time and you don't have a connection to who helped you with that house, I personally would start with brand name companies and I would interview. I would interview them as if I was hiring them for a job.
0: Hmm. And of course, we would recommend that you go to the BBB site and look there to make sure that the the uh, firm is an accredited uh, business as well.
2: So, Gary, what are some of the things we should expect of an agent?
1: Well, there's contractual obligations when a, when an agent represents a client, meaning if we're listing your house, that's a contract. That means the brokerage is uh, taking you on as a client and the brokerage has big responsibilities to you. And that's the legal aspect of a relationship, but the common... Uh, Uh, benefits that the person would appreciate, setting the legalities aside, is they need confidence in that agent that they can do the job. The marketplace isn't as simple as uh, knowing what the house sold across the street for and therefore yours is worth a little bit more, a little bit less. There's the listing uh, of the property, there's the marketing of the property, which is most important. So the person does maximize what they deserve out of their real estate and in that they have to coordinate moving somewhere they have to handle an awful lot of unforeseen things that would take a long time to discuss. But there's nothing little. There's nothing that's unimportant about
0: it. You start off with that listing agreement. How does how does that work, Gary? And how long does a listing agre- agreement last?
1: Uh, a listing agreement, uh, the, the the paperwork itself allows for up to two years. If a listing is more than six months old, there's a portion of the listing that has to be identified as giving extra permission for that. The average would probably range from 90 to 120 days. Uh, that's, that's certainly enough time. In today's market, if it's a single family home, we deal in all aspects of real estate. But if it's a single family home, a place for a person to move to, to personally enjoy, the marketplace is active enough that that, that property should work itself through the system in short order.
2: Mm -hmm. So if we've decided to interview agents or we're about to make that selection – Should we be asking how you're going to market or advertise my home, or do we leave that to the discretion of the agent?
1: Never, never leave it to the discretion of the agent. You must discuss all of those points, no question about it. Um, An agent that has experience and has been in the field, they're working for a company with good management, then they know how to show you the best way. And the same way isn't for everyone. Real estate is different, streets are different, price ranges are different. Uh, different products require uh, different expertise, even in the single-family homes. We have a range of homes now from – the most inexpensive property we have listed in the office right now is 99 9 hmm. There's a tenant in that property and we can't get in that tenant because of a big dog. <laughs> now, the I think right now the most expensive one we have is $3.8 million. The owners of those properties feel the same thing. Uh, they want they want everything out of out of it for them. Uh, yes, that's a big disparity. But uh, the facts of the matter is, uh, the three point eight would cause uh, uh, maybe for a, a listener to think that uh, that must be complicated. Facts of the matter is it's exactly the same as a hundred thousand dollar piece of real estate. So uh, well,
0: then, how is a, a what an agent earns determined? If if it's ninety nine. Uh, is it on commission or fee-for-service? How does that uh, – if it looks like the same amount of work? In the listing agreement, there's an
1: allowance for a gross commission and then there is a proportion of that commission. Some of that commission goes to the marketing listing side of the, of the equation and
0: some of that commission goes to the company that sells the property. So there are different ways to sell each home depending on where it is. Is a, is an open house always one of the things that we have to consider having happen?
1: Exposure on the real estate is very, very important. Uh, there's public open houses. There's agent open houses. Today, the internet's taking away from a lot of the agent open houses because there's good photography and there's a push onto the internet. And a lot of new agents don't even come out
0: and see it because they think they know it by looking on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of that, uh, Linda uh, mentioned earlier, has technology changed to the real estate
1: business? Then? Oh, tremendously. It's changed tremendously. And uh, and the tools are are uh, very easy to use and they're, they are very helpful. There is a bit of problem with it in the sense a lot of people have access to the Internet and they
0: think they're an expert because of that. And that's dangerous. Mm. Um, so you really do want to consider having an agent – rather than believing everything that you hear and read on, on the internet then. Um, Gary, we want to thank you very much for being a part of the program this morning. I get the feeling that we've just scratched the surface when it comes to uh, talking real estate. Um, so you and other agents would be willing to sit down and talk to people about um, uh, these sorts of things?
1: Absolutely. It's not a short conversation. There's a lot to be talked about. It's. Uh, uh, you know, back to the agent and client relationship is very important and it starts with starts with conversation. It, it starts with understanding each other.
0: Well, thanks for this
1: conversation
0: this morning. You're very welcome. Gary Robinson is the broker of record with uh, REMAX Advantage. And when we return, we'll continue to talk real estate as we investigate what's involved in a home inspection. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan.
2: And I'm Linda Smith.
0: And we live in homes day to day. We get to know the creaks and groans of those homes. Do they mean anything? Right now, we welcome Ashley Castleman, BBB's communications manager, to talk about home inspections. We're talking about selling our homes. Next week's program, we're going to talk about the other end of the transaction, buying it. But that uh, home inspection will be in the middle there somewhere, uh, Ashley. And so I guess what we want to talk about here today is How do we pick out a home inspector and what are some of the things that we should expect? Um, And as communications manager, you've kind of looked at this issue.
3: Yes, I have. Uh, In the fall, we uh, put out an article on what to look for when hiring a home inspector. Home inspections, there's a large variety uh, to pick from, uh, but you want to make sure you pick the best one because it's a large purchase that you're going to be going forward
0: with. So let's uh, start with some basics. What what is a pre-purchase home inspection?
3: So this is the most common type of home inspections I think that most people are familiar with. It's typically requested by the homeowner. They're looking for information that will help them determine the home's true value, including any problems that they might incur after purchasing the home, such as issues with the roof, um, issues with the electrical panel, Findings from a home inspection uh, will definitely influence your buying decision, and most homeowners will want to have any and every potential home inspected before they purchase. So, how long does it take uh, to do an inspection? On average, uh, for a 2,000 square foot home, it typically takes about three hours. Uh, for a full inspection. Uh, we recommend that you are present during the inspection. That way you know what they are inspecting, what they've missed. Um, it's definitely uh, clarifies any limitations when you're there to ask them all the questions. And any home inspector should be willing to answer all the questions that you do have.
0: So I guess as you go through, you'll be taking notes, eh? Yes, definitely take notes. Now, <laughs> I, I said as we introduced this that, you know, we live in the home. We hear the creaks and the groans and all the rest. Uh, So what might a home inspection reveal that we wouldn't be aware of?
3: A home inspection can reveal many different issues. Uh, Keep in mind it's a visual inspection only, so they can't see what's behind walls or what's underneath floors. Um, So they might not find any electrical issues in that sense because they can't be knocking down walls to find these issues. Uh, The inspector should check interior and exterior Uh, But also keep in mind, if you are doing the inspection during the winter, your roof or foundation may be hidden, so it might limit the inspection.
2: So, Ashley, what should we look for when hiring a home inspector?
3: Home inspections uh, require special training, knowledge, and really good communication skills. Uh, You'll want to ask them three things. What kind of knowledge do they have? What kind of experience do they have and what sort of train, training do, does the inspector have? And is the training reasoned? You're going to want an inspector with up-to-date training.
2: Is the home inspection business
3: regulated? In Ontario, it's an unlicensed uh, industry, which is very important to do your research since there's not any governing body for it. Uh, So when choosing an inspector, you're going to want to see if they're a member of that type of uh, industry association. Uh, You can check with uh, the Better Business Bureau. You can go onto our website to see if they're accredited with us, uh, which you'll also be able to see if there's any complaint history on them as well. Uh, You can also see if they're a member of the Canadian Association of Home and Property Inspectors or the uh, Ontario Association of Home Inspectors. Those are two of the most large um, industry Associations and if
0: if they go on the BBB site, they can put the category in, and a list will come up of yes. home inspectors that are accredited. Exactly, are the non-accredited there as well? You can and,
3: search for non-accredited as well. Um, the ones that are accredited with with us uh, go through the, our investigation process, so you know they meet our standards.
0: So, the, and that's um, that means that they're, they're somebody who's met a, a fairly uh, stringent set of, of standards, and correct. you can review that. On the BBB exactly. site, exactly. Or yeah. you can give us yeah. a call. Now, if there's an issue found, should you hire the home inspector to fix it?
3: Um, definitely not. Um, many home inspectors have a code of ethics that prevents them from offering repair services for any issues that they find in, during the inspection. Uh, you're going to want to have an independent contractor. Uh, you should start by getting three quotes from different companies, uh, get references for, from those quotes. Uh, that way, you know they're going to stay impartial and your home inspection is accurate.
2: So, are home inspectors liable if they miss something that turns out to be a major expense for the buyer?
3: Um, even a reputable inspector can make an error from time to time. For these situations, uh, the business should be covered by an errors and omission insurance. Uh, you're going to you might be asked to sign a waiver that will limit the business's liability to it. Always read the contract and understand their insurance policy in it. Many times the contract might simply offer a refund for the cost of the inspection. <clears throat> so if they find if they miss something that could be a $20,000 mistake, you might not you might only get a few hundred dollars back.
0: So really you want to you do want to be with them when you do that yes. inspection. Mm-hmm. Um And I guess it depends on whether that inspection is ahead of when you're buying or an inspection of your home before you sell as well. In either case, you want to know. Are there other tips when we're hiring a a home inspector, Ashley?
3: Uh, Definitely. You're going to want to ask for a sample report while interviewing these inspectors. That way you can see what is going to be in Mm. their uh, reports that they'll give to you so you know what to kind of look for. And it might help you ask questions during the inspection while you're there. Um, also ask for three customer references and call those references to see what their experience was with the inspector. Uh, if a business can't provide you three good references, that's a huge red flag and you might not want to hire
0: them. So there, actually there are a number of steps that you've uh, uh, mentioned there. It's checking out on the, the BBB site mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, those references. So you've got a little bit of work to do before yes. you, before you uh, hire an inspector. Ashley, thanks for these um, ideas on on, uh, hiring a home inspector. And you've got more for us in just a moment or two because uh, Password Day is coming up. Yes, I do. When we return, what's Password Day all about? Stay tuned. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. And National BBB Password Day is coming up. And to discuss this, we welcome communications manager, again, Ashley Castleman. Thank you. Uh, it's good to have you on this side of the microphone. Actually, the, today, you're, you're uh, almost um, our feature guest. <laughs> yeah. Ashley, we talked about uh, identity theft when we talked scams last week. Uh, now, the second annual National BBB Password Day is coming up. When is it?
3: BBB Password Day is once again on March 15th, uh, which is Wednesday next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an initiative that is part of National Fraud Prevention Month, which is put on by the Competition Bureau of Canada. It's an opportunity to remind both consumer and businesses the importance of password security. Passwords are an integral part of our digital lives. Uh, They help us secure personal information, our financial information. uh, And by using strong passwords, you're taking a huge step in protecting your digital and financial information. Uh, What should we consider when choosing a password? When choosing a new password, you want to make sure it's a strong password, which means that you'll want to use at least 8 different characters, use both upper and lower case letters, numbers and symbols, avoid using words found in the dictionary and also avoid using family names.
0: Oh no, okay. Uh, words in the dictionary, there are thousands of them. Can you just expand on that? Yes. Why?
3: Uh, This means don't use common words such as dog, book, computer, etc. The best passwords are usually just random characters, numbers, and symbols, and letters. For for example, a password such as X9K percentage symbol OP dollar sign is much stronger than a password that just says password123.
0: And I suppose they could develop an algorithm that would go through every word in the dictionary and once it matches the word that you've used as a as a password, click. They're in. Correct. And with today's computers, that wouldn't take very long.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Sh- should we have different passwords for different accounts? I can't tell you how many accounts I have now, um, and it, it would seem to me it would be tough to have a different one for each one. But yes. should we?
3: Uh, you should definitely use different passwords for different accounts I'm sure we're all guilty of this using the same password or two or three different variations of the same password for your accounts but I'll tell you the reason why you should use different passwords if one of your accounts get gets hacked and you use the same password or the similar variation mm-hmm. they could then all your accounts that you use that password for could be compromised
0: so if you've got a, a- account that you use the password for, they hack that and then they're into your financial accounts as Exactly. Well.
2: Mm-hmm. So Ashley, um,
3: are there some passwords to avoid? Uh, definitely. Um, you're going to want to avoid using simple passwords. Earlier this year, a cybersecurity firm called Keeper released a study of the most hack- hacked passwords of 2016. Uh, they were very... Painfully obvious. Uh, some of them, for example, were just one, two, three, four, five, six, or uh, qwerty, uh, or just the word password, or one, two, three, qwe. Those are very simple, very easy passwords and most common passwords that you're going to lose access to your accounts with.
0: So these are the types that you want to avoid, then. Yes. Well, I suppose we should probably all learn a little bit of encryption then. <laughs> What's a password manager, um, and are they safe?
3: A password manager is a program designed to help you store, organize, and encrypt your passwords for online accounts on several devices. Generally, most password managers work the same way. Uh, So, for example, during setup, you'll be required to generate a strong master password and then add your credentials uh, to the password manager, either manually or through an automated tool. Uh, that can find and upload credentials for you. In order for the password manager to be hacked, uh, they'll need to possess your strong master password in order to decrypt the password manager's database. It works very similar to how a bank does.
0: Okay. So the tips that you were talking about earlier when we talk about uh, having a strong password, if you use a password manager and if you have one of those very complicated passwords, <laughs> that the one you iterated was What was it? X9K percent sign, OP dollar sign. So if you've got one password that's really complex to uh, remember, then the manager could work very well for you. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess we're all ready for March 15th then. Yes. And once we know that's secure, we can really enjoy March 17th. Yes. Ashley, thanks for these tips. Well, next week, on Ask BBB, we'll talk about buying a new home and mortgages. And remember, you can always ask BBB. Visit the website at BBB.org. And contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at at BBB Western Ontario.
2: If you have a question or guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag askbb.
0: And thanks once again to Ashley Castleman, who is the producer of this show, as well as our major guest this morning. And Ashley is the BBB Western Ontario's communications manager. So until next time, I'm Jim Swan.
2: And I'm Linda Smith.
0: Remember, ask BBB.
2: And start with trust.